Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, we proudly bring to you out of Studio 212 on the Soundcasting Network. This is Physical Culture Radio. I'm your host, Greg Jones, at Coach Greg Jones, Facebook and Instagram, along with my co-host, Chris Edmonds, lead mountain dog diet trainer and gym owner. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. How yourself? Good, man. Really good. Got kind of a busy week, but... Uh, Today is an off day for me and my training, but uh, had some really good workouts over the weekend and um, got a little bit of travel this weekend, so I'm going to sneak in a couple of workouts. And then I uh, got a wedding to go to and looking forward to getting to the end of this year and getting through this shoulder injury that I had talked to you about. Um, how's your training going? I had back. I did back and calves today, which is great. Um, took the dog for a long walk this morning, so got a little extra off-season cardio in. Um, got to listen to a podcast and uh, hammered back today. Today's my heavy day for back, so I did uh, an exercise that I'm really digging right now is that like step back dy row and a hammer strength. So I'm really working that progressive uh-huh. overload and really focusing on like controlled negatives, driving my elbow towards the ground when I pull back, try to pull my elbow towards my spine and. I'll tell you what, man, I feel that exercise in the belly of my lap better than any exercise I've ever done. Um, that semi-subinated grip just feels natural to me. I'm pretty strong at it, and uh, the pump I get from it's great. So, yeah, today was a great day of lifting. So I'm hoping it yields some good results for the uh, upcoming contest here. Yeah, the today's subject, what we're talking about, guys, is uh, supplementation uh, for men and for women. And we're going to go above and beyond just bodybuilding and talk about supplementation in general. Although, uh, I, Chris is going to talk about supplementation in bodybuilding with the purposes of recovery and building muscle. And then I'm going to go a step further into the naturopathic realm and supplements and what it means to be diagnosed from a physician standpoint, working with naturopaths, uh, like I do, so your first take on supplementation, um, what are supplements good for? How are they used? How do you implement them with your clients in, in your training protocols? Perfect. I, I'm going to start with a disclaimer that I tell every single person that's new with me. Um, supplements to me are exactly what the name implies. It's a supplement to a good training and uh, nutrition program. You know, I just don't believe personally that anyone can grow significant amounts of muscle tissue just utilizing supplements and not eating meals, um, not training hard, not training properly with the right intensity, yep. with the right programming, with the right volume. And that's for them. Um, I've had lots of guys grow very well without them. Um, but to me, if you want to do this bodybuilding thing, if you're an athlete looking to get to the next level, um, I believe in using them. Um, and some people in some organizations, especially sports, it's kind of taboo of supplements and you know, it is what it is when it comes to like the NCA and testing and things like that. But the supplements I'm going to go through to start um, are all 100% approved by the NCA and by the, uh, I know for a fact by the NFL because uh, my punter uses it and he doesn't put anything into his body without sending it to their uh, team doctor first and it all got approved. So let me talk about those. Um, I'm going to refer to an intro workout protocol and to me, no matter no matter if your goal is muscle gaining, performance, or fat loss, um, intro workout nutrition is extremely important. I personally would skip a session without having it. So if I got to the gym one day and I didn't have my intro workout nutrition, I'd go home, 
eat another meal and go back and lift when I had it. That's how important it is to me. Um, I'll kind of give you guys a backstory. Um, before I worked for John, um, and I was just a client of his, he got me on with Biotest, um, which is a company under T Nation. And I got to sample and be a product demoer of Plasma, which is their, pretty much to me one of the most um, innovative products in terms of intra workout. I mean, I think if you kind of track it back, Milos Sarchev was who invented the wheel when it came to intra workout nutrition. And then it kind of pioneered off of that into the next big splash I saw with Biotest. And then now, um, John with Granite really takes it to the next level, in my opinion. So, what's in intra workout? Um, you can have two forms of protein. Um, I like 10 to 15 grams of essential amino acids, not branch chain amino acids, but essential amino acids. So you have all seven as opposed to just three. Um, you can also use Pepto Pro, which is um, a hydrolyzed casein, which is a predigested form of uh, protein. Um, the cheaper route is obviously the essential amino acids. And I can tell you I've tried both and the aminos work just as well as the casein hydrolysate. So that's where I'd go with because A, it's more cost effective and it digests just as well. Um, from there, you're going to look at highly branched cyclic destrin, uh, and that's just your carbohydrate source. And depending upon where you are, um, your digestibility and how many carbs you want in your workout, you can put as little or as many as you want in there. So I personally like no less than 30, and I've taken it as high as 150 intro workout. Um mm -hmm. We have two products with granites that are intracarb and recovery that have it in there. You could obviously like order it off of you know True Nutrition if you chose to um, to get extra in there. Some people you'll find throw a Gatorade in there on top of like the recovery that we have. Um, but then the only thing else I want to add to that is five to ten grams of creatine monohydrate. And the goal of that little stack that I just laid out for you guys is to me it's one of two things it's hydration but it's also focusing on recovery um, i like to have mix that in roughly two liters of water or 2000 milliliters of water with tons of ice and drink that about 15 minutes before and then all the way up to my last set of the exercise for that day so that keeps me adequately hydrated and it allows me to maintain workout performance from the first set to the last set and then also the biggest thing there is um, recovery. So when I started taking plasma, I went from being sore for two to three, maybe four days, depending upon the body part and how hard the workout was to having zero muscle soreness. Right. So what that did for me was that allowed me to train a muscle two or three times a year or a week, sorry, two or three times a week, as opposed to just once in a week. So you can't tell me that if you go from training a muscle once a week, which is essentially 52 workouts, to doubling that to 104, potentially tripling that, um, that you can't grow at a faster rate. So right. to me, that was a game changer. Um, I really saw my body take off and grow at a faster rate. My recovery was better. I never felt beat up. Um, and you know, some people will say, yes, it's a little pricey, but to me, the main reason that got me really attracted to it was I've always in the past struggled with eating. So to me, that was a way of getting an extra meal in um, yeah. because that workout window was the one time where if you add calories, you're getting an extra meal in. So 
the way John uh, Meadows likes to explain that is, is if I'm digging a ditch with breaking my muscle tissue down and you're on top of the ground throwing dirt back in, that hole that I dig is not as deep. So my recovery is at a much faster rate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so if you think about that analogy, instead of having a, a ditch that's 10 feet deep by the end of your session, I may have a ditch that's only three feet deep, but yet I still did the same amount of work and the same amount of intensity. So your ability to recover from a hard workout may be 24 hours as opposed to 72. So if you can do that, your body's not fighting itself to repair tissue, repair tissue. Its goal is to have a progressive workout the next time you train that muscle, whether it be two days or three days or four days later. So to me, that's a game changer. Um, That's the number one thing that I take year round, no matter if it's contest, all season, every single one of my clients, unless they have some like weird, I don't like a lot of to drink a lot. And that's like less than 2% of my clients have some sort of intra workout nutrition at some capacity. What are your experiences with that? Because I know, I mean, I have you use it. So if you want to talk about it, that'd be great. Yeah, I first started an intro workout drink about three years ago when I first started working out with Doug Dale again in 2015 and was prepping for shows in 2016. Um, And he, at the time, um, was sponsored by Biotest and Tim Patterson, who owns that company. Um, sponsored him for years, sent him to all the contests, gave him as much product as he wanted. Recently, I don't think he sponsored anymore by Biotest, but he he turned me on to plasma, turned me on to Mag Ten as an intra and post workout um, recovery drink, and I found the same thing you did, um, adding in the creatine in it. Um, I also add vitamin C in my intra workout drink, two grams of a buffered vitamin C, um, cool. in addition to the five to ten grams of creatine. And it, and it does help me recover quicker. And it also helps what I find is it shuttles everything in my muscles and keeps my muscles a little bit more pumped um, and, 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 and feeds the muscle, so to speak, um, shuttling in the nutrients where you need them because you're, you know, you're using up your glycogen. And in fact, Mark Dugdale, um, who's a numerous um, IFBB show winner, 212 competitor, um, when he cuts his carbs, the actual, the last carb he'll cut um, from his diet will be that inter-workout drink. He will get up in the morning and not eat and just have his plasma during training and he doesn't lose any muscle when he does that. And he'll, he'll sometimes, you know, probably, and I think he starts this about a month out, uh, three, three to four weeks out, that'll be his like main source of carbs is his plasma, maybe oh, yeah. carbs at one, one other meal. And then he just, and you, you can't argue with the conditioning that guy has. No. He's one of the most shredded guys in the game. Um, so, you know, I fundamentally in the past have always prescribed for people a post-workout shake, a post-workout shake of, um, protein and carbs and a lot of times whey or a vegan protein powder. And, and that's more for ease of use. And so people could have it ready with them, um, in the gym after a workout or training because people are lazy. A lot of times they'll get done working out and they won't immediately go smash a bunch of rice and protein and eat a (laughs) solid meal. So for me in, in, in the general, you know, um, client, 
I would, I would, you know, have them do a post-workout shake because I want to get protein in, in them as soon as possible. And Correct. to be honest, um, the intra-workout carb and the cyclic dieting, explaining that whole process to people and getting them to do it if they're not bodybuilders, if they're not really into studying the science, is kind of a hard sell for me or what I found with uh, people in my gym and my brick and mortar. Um, people that I train that are getting ready for shows – um, be it, you know, figure bikini, um, or bodybuilders a little bit more receptive to everything that I do in my training and things that my training partners do things that you have me doing as a coach. Um, so I think, I think it's, it kind of depends on your demographic that you're speaking to and, um, on what level their, uh, commitment is at. Um, but I want to talk about supplementation in kind of a different, uh, light. So I work really closely with, uh, naturopaths. I worked with, uh, Dr. David Wood, who, um, co-founded Biogenesis Nutraceuticals, which is now Nutra, uh, Biogenesis. And I worked with this company and developed products for a couple years, um, 2011 and 2012. And one of the things that I found, uh, that they would do to get real granular with certain people, is they would do vitamin D testing, they would do electrolyte testing, um, and complete uh, you know vitamin uh, testing in in some individuals that would have certain symptoms, uh, like they weren't recovering, they were lethargic, you know they might have some sluggish thyroid issues um, if they're you know females, and so they would test. And then if people were low, let's say their uh, 25-OH vitamin D levels were in the 20s, the 30s, they would say, we got to bring this up. We recommend you take an injectable uh, vitamin D3. And, okay. and the same thing with B vitamins. A lot of people are deficient in B. You won't know that until you test people, but a lot of times people can be deficient and they'll just be performing suboptimally. Uh, they won't be... Uh, you know, have is the normal vigor or energy that they normally have. And the only way to really find out, um, and this is from an Eastern medicine, not even all the time Western medicine, uh, but an Eastern medicine standpoint is uh, look at something and prevent it before it happens and becomes problematic. Whereas Western medicine says, if something's broke, let's then fix it. So, what we're looking at with, with naturopaths and Dr. David Wood, now I work with the Dr. Erica McKean um, out of Phoenix, Arizona uh, with my clients, um, is to test these levels. If, some ha if somebody has suboptimal levels of magnesium, vitamin D, uh, thyroid, what they'll do is they'll put people on, on a, like an herb that will have iodine in it an herb for the, for sluggish thyroids if they're not subclinical um, hypothyroid. And if their vitamin D is low, they want the vitamin D to be 50 or 60, even 70 or 80 um, in, in the 25-OH testing uh, guidelines. And so if you're in the 20s or 30s, they actually will say, well, we can start you off and do orals, but orals aren't going to get your levels up as high up as an injectable would. Um, so a lot of things are destroyed in the stomach, stomach and um, small intestine. So 
they would have, you know, you take a once a week shot, um, either in a clinic or on your own. And a lot of people are deficient in B12 and the B vitamins. So they'll take a, a, a B complex and a B12 along with vitamin D. And these are all uh, intramuscular shots that either the naturopath can do or they, they can teach you to do yourselves. Um, then when you get retested in three to six months, just kind of like if you're doing normal blood labs throughout the year, they test these. Usually these symptoms of lethargy, uh, uh whatever, like an immune system that's not functioning well, getting sick a lot. Um, if somebody's not working out a lot and they're not overtraining, then they look to these other reasons. Okay, why why are these people having these symptoms? So I, you know, in, in that case, I like to get real granular with my men and women that I'm training with. And of course, I don't, I don't do all the diagnosis myself, although I can read these levels and, and read these different vitamins. And, um, I, I, I work with naturopaths to get at these, um, suggestions and how to treat people in the, in the best way possible. And it, it's the same thing with, uh, when you got a guy that's got low testosterone or high estrogen because it's aromatizing as he normally gets older. So supplementation can go above and beyond, vitamins above and beyond creatine and, um, you know, protein powders and things of that sort to be progesterone, extra progesterone for women as extra estrogen for women. And then in the guy's sense, a lot of guys will have suboptimal levels of testosterone. Um, the only way you're going to know that is getting blood labs. And the only way you're going to know that is getting a doctor involved. And the only way you're going to know how to reassess those is with a naturopath or, you know, a, a regular Western medical doctor. And a lot of endocrinologists um, treat men and women. A lot of women have really slow thyroids. So, you know, if it's if it's in the dirt and they've got no thyroid producing, they have to put them on a usually something called Synthroid um, that will speed up that metabolism and get them burning again. Otherwise you know, the hair starts falling out. They're like all kinds of, their nails get crazy. Their energy's shot. They put on fat. They can't lose fat. So women that have these thyroid problems, you know, they can eat a perfect diet. They can work out, you know, just as hard as anybody else, push through pain caves. But if they don't get these things properly aligned, they're spinning their fucking wheels. And I will tell them that to their face when they come to me and I say, I want you to get tested for all these things because we need to rule out, especially if somebody comes to me and says, I'm eating 1500 calories a day. I'm eating mostly protein and vegetables and they're 50 pounds overweight. Now it's one of two things, either lie, either they're lying to my face, which 80% of the time they do. Uh, <laughs> but the other, the other 20% of the time, they they sit they sometimes have you know subclinical levels of whatever and so this is the reason and and it's been my work with naturopaths in the past that have led me to um helping people in this manner um and I'll continue to do it but you know again I can't prescribe I can't you know it's out of our scope as a trainer or strength coach um to say 
this is what you should do for HRT. This is what you need because your progesterone levels are low. You need to get on this cream. You need to get on this uh, injectable. But if you have a clinician backing you up in what you're saying, then it's solid. And I, I, I feel you can help a lot of people out there um, with their problems, you know, in conjunction. And, and, and what we do is it's actually a HIPAA violation for a doctor to be giving you somebody's medical uh, information. So what, what I do with my naturopath uh, is I actually get them to sign uh, a release of, of um, liability, so to speak, so the doctor can talk to me about it. And then once, right. that, once the patient says, yes, you can talk to Greg about my symptoms, about my medical stuff, then I can start having that open communication. And then we can have the three-way communication between physician, trainer, coach, and, and then client, patient. Um, and then I can know exactly you know, what the problem is, how it's being treated. Then I can know, you know how their recovery is working. And then I can start playing around with my stuff, macros, regular supplements, you know, uh, carbs and protein and interworkout and pre-workout and all the different things that we play around with as coaches um, in conjunction with with what the naturopath will be suggesting for them. And, and that's what I found has worked best, not only in my own personal health, but uh, when I've helped um, some some guys and gals out at, at, in my gym, and then also some people online. I've done some life coaching and helped a couple guys out. I've life coached some people in um, San Diego and Las Vegas, and this is one of the first things I did with them. I you know I send them a questionnaire, as I'm sure you send your clients questionnaires, asking people yep. what supplements they take, what they eat, when they eat, how much they eat. But then I take it a step further, and my some of the questions are. Have you had your blood labs tested? Did anything, was anything high or low that your doctors informed you of? Because a lot of times what a Western doctor is looking at and how a naturopath will treat are two different things. So, uh, and, and I'll give you an example. So if, if, if you have a total testosterone that is, let's say 300 or 400, uh, a, a Western doctor, a medical doctor, or an endocrinologist might not view that as low. A naturopath right. views that as low and would want to give you supplemental testosterone to get your test up over 750, at least over 500 as a minimum. Um, an endocrinologist right. w- would look at that and say, no, you're fine. Unless you go under 100 or 200, we don't need to do anything. And so that's how that would differ they would also, a naturopath would also look at your estradiol. And if your estradiol was too high, um, like say over 70 or over 80 or too low under 20, and they would say, you need to be in the 30 to 40 range. Whereas an endocrinologist might not scoff at something too low or a little too high. They may just say, oh, well, it's age related. Well, I don't want just age related. I want what's optimal for me as a male. I, I don't I don't care about the fact that I'm in my forties now. I want what my youthful levels would represent. And I, I I'm sure 
you can probably agree with me on that. And what what what's your take on and how do you work with people in, in that respect, Chris, as far as hormonal levels and uh, uh, doctor's advice? Without a doubt, um, that's something we address and look to. Um, we actually work very close with uh, Adam Lamb, who he's out of California, that we refer all of our clients to. Um, mm-hmm. And what he does is he gets a full blood panel um, from you in your home state, and then you send him the blood work, and then he goes through a phone consult with everything. Um, so that could be anywhere from all the things you just talked about to your hormone profile to like, for me, he assesses my iron level since I, um, have the iron issue with being, uh, diagnosed with hematomacrosis. So like, he pays attention to all those numbers on top of like my estrogen and estradiol and, you know, obviously my, all my health markers to make sure that everything lines up. So when it comes time to, run um, a contest prep, my body's in fully working order as well as all of our clients. So we always send him, uh, our clients, roughly four to five weeks post-show after their body's had a chance to kind of clean out and auto-regulate. And then we send them back to them at the beginning of our prep to just ensure that everything's lined up to have the most successful contest season. Now, at the same time, if you're a non-contest client, then we're going to, if we run into things like you're tired, you lack sex drive, you are really water retentive, you aren't progressing like I believe you should based upon your calories and your workload. I always send them to Adam because what yeah. he's going to do is he's going to assess that blood work and figure out, hey, why why are you uh, eating, you know, a thousand calories as a female and not losing body fat? And a lot of right. times that will give us the answer. It isn't always work harder, work more, eat less. Um, You know, we have to pay attention to those markers. So that's how we work with it. Um, And then he just kind of works in conjunction with me. Um, All of our clients kind of release their info to me. And then him and I do a conference call weekly on all the clients. And, you know, if you have somebody who like... I won't say his name, but one of our one of our guys just came back with extremely high um, red blood count, and he was like, "Dude, text him immediately and make him go donate blood." <laughs> right. Um, if, if he's on, you know, Equipoise or Deca, like, let's get him off of that immediately. So we work together as like kind of a three way unit to ensure that our bodies are running optimally, um, because I mean, that's you're just spinning your wheels if you aren't doing that, in yeah. my opinion. Um, and on the flip side of that, when, you know, you were talking about questionnaires and things like that, I, I'm going to go on a mini rant here real fast. I'm sure you've seen it. Like, I can't tell you the number of guys. I say guys. It's it's some girls, but it's mostly guys who, when we ask what supplements they take, it's like five paragraphs of over-the-counter gear, you name it. And you look at what they're eating and how their meal plan's set up and how weak they're training. And I'm like, dear God, you spend you know, 500 to to $1,000 a vitamin shop. And this is what you look like? Like, come on, bro. Like, let's let's get this squared away. Let's cut these supplements by 75%. Yeah. Increase your quality of food. Learn how to train hard. And guess what they realize? They grow like a weed. <laughs> or yeah. they drop fat in a must much more efficient rate. Like, nothing drives me more crazy than um, when I walk by, like, a complete nutrition and this 160-pound kid is giving someone like this supplement stack um, that's ridiculous and they're promising them the world. And 
I'm like, you're doing that client or customer such a disservice. And second of all, why would you believe some kid that weighs 160 that he knows how to get huge? If he knew how to do it, he'd do it himself. Um, It makes me just want to run my head into a wall at full speed um, because I'm like, you're going to the wrong people for advice. But you go in that store and it's everything looks cool labeled and they're giving you samples and they're putting you on that scale, checking your body fat and they're telling you how pathetic you are. And they're like, bro, you need to stack a man core to increase your testosterone. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you just spent $150 for the month and you can get a bottle of testosterone for half that price and get triple the results. Um, right. It just makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> and, 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 and let's not forget that all the people that do their exploration on the web and start oh, listening God, yeah. to all the bro science out there and they start buying SARMs. And they start God, buying, yeah. you know, black market, you know, uh, steroids, and they don't know what the fuck they're getting. <laughs> no, they could be no. getting, you know, dog steroids and and stuff that a bunch of D ball <laughs> when they think they're getting right. testosterone, and yeah. it, you know, they can just be hammered. I, I I feel like this younger generation hammers on themselves, and then you have you have you know situations like like Dallas McCarver. Uh, where coaches and being a young guy in his twenties, um, and for those of you who don't know, Dallas McCarver was a top ten bodybuilder that died last year of a massive heart attack and had enlarged organs and was doing massive amounts of gear, and you know, being um, he was under you know coaching that that was unscrupulous and probably telling him when he was in his early twenties or teens to do the wrong things and the wrong amounts. And, you know, whether that sped up his demise and the, and the eventual heart attack that he had, who knows? Um, it, it could have been a genetic thing anyway, but I, I, the point is there's so many kids out there that, you know, guys, if you're out there, men and women, and you want to compete and you want to, you know, um, do supplements and, and you get a coach that has a track record, get a coach that has a gym has been working with people for decades, you know, rather than these young kids, then self-proclaimed coaches, these online coaches that don't have the experience that some of us do and have been around the block and know what to look out for. Um, you're doing yourself a disservice. If you try to do this self, do this by yourself. So you know what's really funny is I, I think it's like, I literally just saw a kid in the gym when I trained back today and it's telltale sign. We've all seen it, right? It's a kid in a stringer tank. He's probably early twenties. He has a receding hairline. His face is beet red. He's doesn't have a lot of muscle. He has acne across his upper back and his nipples are super puffy. Yeah, that to me a, doesn't take a rocket <laughs> to figure out what's going on. You, you know what's going on, right? He's got that yeah. like invisible lat syndrome. The kid has no noticeable muscle, but someone has put him on something that isn't working. Um, right. It could be a pro-hormone. It could be way too much drugs at a young age that's not managed properly. It could be a lot of and, factors. And, but to, <laughs> and most of these guys don't know how to fucking train either. So they're right, in just, right. yeah, they, they, they don't have technique. They don't know how to right. work out or the splits. And then, right. you know, they just hammer on their bodies and think taking more supplements is the answer. So, you know, right. even though I'm a supplement, I'm a proponent of supplement, 
supplements. I, I don't categorically think you just take uh, haphazardly all the supplements that are, because let's face it, there's so much misinformation out there on the internet. There's so right. many supplements and brands and products and crap out there that you, it's hard to tell, it's hard to, you know, tell heads or tails what's good. Um, what's, what's beneficial for you, what's not. If you work with a, a, a coach that's credible and you have a physician or a naturopath working with you, then you're going to be a lot better off, you know, with your supplements um, than if you try to figure this shit out on your own. So that is definitely, you know, the take home. Yeah. Can we talk about our favorite supplement? So you guys, listeners out there, Greg and I get along so well because to me, our number one love in the supplement world is caffeine. <laughs> I, yeah. When you and I initially start spitballing these ideas for what we want to talk about today, like that jumped off at me. A lot of times I don't think about caffeine as a supplement, but that's my favorite supplement. That's my favorite drug or stimulant um, yeah. on the planet. And it is I a drug. It. it is a drug. Caffeine <laughs> yeah. is a drug. It, yeah. It's a right. supplement and a drug. And it's the most right. widely used drug in the world, I think. I think it's more used than um, tobacco, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And and, he, and here's why I love it. It makes me tunnel visioned. It immediately works. Like there's no loading phase. There's no, I'm just going to do a little bit of it and not feel anything. Like when I drink a cup of coffee, when I drink a rock star, when I drink a monster drink, when I take a pre-workout, um, when I drink a spike energy or a bang or you name it, like I feel that within five minutes and it makes me feel like I'm going to run through a brick wall. Um, yeah. it, it will take me having a shitty slow day to, I get so much accomplished. I get a, like a instant sweat almost and it makes me feel great. Um, and it's cheap. It's super effective. Um, now it can't, you can't abuse it obviously like anything else, like it, too much of a good thing is still bad, but yeah. for me, hands down, that's my favorite supplement. It increases yeah. my performance. It makes me get shit done, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's always been one of my favorites as well. I've actually taken a lot more caffeine than I than should be even allowed uh, uh, among a human. <laughs> Same. And Same. <laughs> there is a there there is a point of diminishing returns with caffeine. Um, and, and I do want to talk about that because there's, there's levels that help performance. And then, but if you jack yourself up on too much caffeine every day, then it lessens and lessens the effect of when you want it and need it to work for your workout. If you're drinking it all fucking day long. So it should be used in moderation. It, it, it shouldn't, and easier said than done because I've, I've, <laughs> I've used it as a crutch myself, as well as other stimulants, um, and in right. in preps and getting ready for shows. And I'll be the first right. to admit to admit that. Um, but you got to be careful with it, and you got to wean yourself off. And I'm proud to say I have not had a rock star in about three weeks. So I'm doing better in that department. I'm just drinking coffee. Although I do, when I start dieting, I do like a good pre workout. Um, I yeah, do same, like about two man. to 400 milligrams of caffeine and hydrous before a workout. And especially like on days where I'm tired, you take a leg day, for example, say you didn't sleep really well, or you got some shit stressing you out and you don't have a lot of energy on a certain day and you got fucking legs coming up. 
in that instance, I feel like a pre-workout is probably warranted um, above and beyond maybe some black coffee to help you out if 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 you need an extra pick me up. And I think that's what they're there for. Now, should you be taking a pre-workout two, three times a day along with rock stars and coffees and and or however you come up to uh, you know a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day? No. Um, but when you need it in a pinch and it helps you get through that really tough, grueling workout, um, I, I think, yeah, there, it does have its place for sure. You know, I th- what I always tell people is I purposely try to take in as little caffeine as possible when I'm getting ready to start a contest prep. Then I, I taper that shit up into the show as I need it. And then when so I car- come out of a show. So, pr- so carbs down, in. caffeine up basically, right? Yes. Yeah. So if I look at a hard portion of my contest prep, the last six weeks, the last four weeks, I'll give you an example of a day. I'll wake up, do fasted cardio. Well, before that, I'm going to have all day long, I'm going to do two to 300 megs of caffeine. I'm going to take some Yohimbi with it, and I'm going to throw some taurine in there. I'm going to do my fasted cardio. Pre-lift, which for me is lunchtime, um, I do a pre-workout. Now, in between that, I might have one to two coffees while I work. Um, and that's one to subside hunger because that kind of satiates me personally. Um, but also to give me energy so I can focus and get client work done. I'll have a pre-workout and then in the afternoon, if I'm doing double cardio, which for the most part at four to six weeks out, I usually am not always, but usual, um, I'll enjoy a monster drink or a rock star and then I'll stack that with at the time last prep, it was like Lipocalypse by granite. Now we switched it to the name is Thermo burn. Um, I'd have that before my second PM cardio session. Yeah. And then that would make me feel great. And the reason I do that is I want every cardio session. I want to be super focused and getting shit done. My workouts, I'm not going to sacrifice a good workout because I don't have energy. I'll take shitloads of caffeine that it takes me to get amped up to have a great session. And then for that second cardio session, this past time was all high intensity intervals. So I needed to be geared up to get in there and kick ass. Like I couldn't just go in there and cruise on a treadmill at 3.0. Like I needed to kick ass. So I needed that workout. And then plus I really enjoy the taste of monster or rock stars. Like they just taste good. So, you know, when you're in a contest prep, even though it has one, I think maybe two carbs max, um, I would sacrifice that um, right before. Now at the very, very end, the last couple of weeks, I'll try to cut that completely in terms of the rock stars or monsters and just I'll double dose thermo burn. Um, yeah, but I use that to ensure productive workouts and then the rest of my day I can just crash. Um, now a lot of people will look at that and say, Oh, adrenal fatigue. Oh, you're going to burn out your receptors maybe, but I'd rather have a productive season and get in shape and then focus on fixing my adrenal fatigue or burnout receptors after the show's over. I think any time you create a caloric deficit, the way we do, you're you're going to create excess cortisol and you're going to get fatigued no matter what. Um, yeah, agree. We, we, we work ourselves so hard. I feel like a little extra caffeine um, for six to eight weeks or even three months, you know, is going to pale in comparison to the overall uh, cycle over the year. Uh, when you're talking about a year round plan, the, the, the last bit of prep that we actually do this in sometimes only like six weeks and where yeah, we really short. severely restrict the carbs. 
people don't realize how much we actually eat or how much you get to eat the more muscle you have. The more muscle you have, the more metabolically expensive it is, the more the more food you can eat. So, um, and, and the less you have to deprive yourself. Uh, but as far as, yeah, bringing in the training and, and caffeine as a supplement, ca- caffeine is right up there with me. And um, most naturopaths and doctors don't have a problem with caffeine. Uh, they're actually finding that it helps the liver. It helps a lot of different, it helps digestion, it helps, it helps a lot of different, it helps mental acuity. So it helps a lot of different processes in the, in the human body. And it's also the number one source of antioxidants in the American's diet, uh, believe it or not, which is yeah. kind of sad, which means we're not eating our fruits and vegetables um, <laughs> right? <laughs> when, when it's the number one source of antioxidants in the American's diet. Uh, but, but it does give, you know, as long as you buy a good organic bean in coffee, because it's the most pesticide sprayed crop in the world also, but so always buy organic if you can, um, as far as beans, coffee beans, if you grind and, and, you know, brew your own coffee. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not bad. And and as long as it doesn't affect your sleep, make you tweaky, uh, and, and you can function fine and it helps your mental acuity. Why not? I, I'm I'm all for it as 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 you are as well. Well, guys, thanks you, a lot. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say you have to just assess personal tolerance. That and that's so individual. You know what you and I can tolerate may be drastically different than some others. Some people could probably take what we do and go to sleep. So that's the number right. one takeaway for me with caffeine is just assess your, assess your tolerance and and take accordingly. Yeah. Okay, guys. For Chris Edmonds, I'm Greg Jones. Thanks for listening to another episode of Physical Culture Radio. Thanks a lot, guys.